you know, periods aren't gross. Mm-hmm. Menstruation's not gross. It's not embarrassing. It's nothing to be ashamed of. Like, I'm absolutely one of those people that was super embarrassed, like, mm-hmm. right in the face, almost in tears. Anytime someone would bring up my period, I'd yeah. be like, I don't want to talk about it. Like, mm-hmm. it's so embarrassing. And mm-hmm. now I'm like, I just want to know all about it. And, you know, in high school, I, like most women, received a very vague hormonal imbalance. Yeah. Which I was hospitalized for, for blood transfusions. Oh, yeah. And never had any answers, Mm -mm. nothing, and have just continuously had issue after issue with cysts and whatnot. And Mm -hmm. finally, at 28 years old, I figured out it was PCOS. Mm -hmm. And now that just kind of set me on a journey of like, I want to know more about this. This is Get Personal with Dr. Chris. Real life stories and informative conversations, helping you take control of your health and feel like yourself again. On today's episode, I'm joined by Hannah, one of my marketing gurus, to discuss cycle syncing. Many women are unaware that you can optimize your productivity nutrition, stress management, and exercise by tailoring your lifestyle to the different phases of your menstrual cycle. Today, we get into the topic of cycle syncing and discuss some of the things that happen to your body during each phase and the recommended lifestyle adjustments you can make. everyone. Today we are going to be talking about something that's kind of been out there for a while um, and is really important to women overall, whether or not you are still having a menstrual cycle on a regular basis, or you might be perimenopausal, or even if you're menopausal, a lot of these things are still going to apply. But what we're talking about today is based, is been called hormone syncing or cycle syncing. And meaning that do you do things during your life and during your daily habits that match where you might be in your cycle? In other words, are you paying attention to your menstrual cycle and creating this intuitive sense about how are you feeling and how can we almost leverage those hormones that we have in order to make our lives easier and um, more fun? So today I have Hannah with me and Hannah is one of what I call my marketing girls. And so she is actually the one that brought this up to me. So she's done a lot of research herself and we're just going to have a little discussion about it today. So thanks, Hannah. Hi, (laughs) great to be here. (laughs) Yeah. So first of all, um, when you were looking at cycle syncing, the first time you kind of saw it and read about it, what went through your head? Well, I actually first heard about it when I was listening to a podcast Oh yay. <laughs> and it was just like a really like brief thing that they had brought up. Um, just kind of about like womanhood and things that you don't know about. And one mm-hmm. of the things that one of the guests brought up was she's like, I found a book about cycle syncing. And she's like, I had absolutely no idea that you could structure your life around your cycle. She's like, nobody ever talked about that to me. Periods were gross. Like no one talked about this. 
And so it just kind of struck me and I'm like, hmm, what is that? So I just kind of went on my own little, you know, tangent of kind of looking things up on it. Well, I think that's what a lot of us do. We think we hear something that spikes our interest and we do a deep dive because it really affects us. And we're like, okay, I'm totally going to figure that out. So we're going to talk more about it today. And hopefully that spikes your interest more. And as you're listening, you'll do a little deeper dive into how it affects you. So I would think step A of cycle syncing in the first place is getting to know your own cycle, right? Right. (laughs) I would say one of the most important things I do in my practice when somebody walks in and they're like, I think my hormones are off and my, my periods are all over the place. I'm really depressed before my cycle and I'm having heavy cycles or something's happening. My first question is, well, are you tracking it? And I'll have to tell you there, it is probably 50% of the time. The answer is no. I can't believe how many people don't track their cycle. It's like, you can't do that. You have to know. You have to know. But you don't, you're not, we're not really taught that. You know, that's something Mm we, like a lot of us just have found out, you know, later on or by talking to a naturopath or Mm -hmm. someone for our hormones. But I mean, I don't even remember why I started tracking mine. I don't even remember what prompted it or, but it was something I would have never thought about before. Yeah. I mean, I think... Well, you know, everybody knows I'm a little bit older, so (laughs) I used to keep it on my calendar, you Mm -hmm. know, and I think that was a lot more challenging. Now there's like a million free apps out there. Oh, yeah. So step A, track your cycle. Yes. (laughs) And you don't even have to pay for that app. I promise. There's a lot of freebies out there. So get that going. Secondly, um, understand the cycle. So we all know there's a time when we bleed and that's what a lot of us think it is. In fact, I'll ask patients when they come in, um, how long is your menstrual cycle? And they'll say, Oh, four to five days. I'm like, no, (laughs) I know. I know. I was that person. I was so (laughs) that person. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I do want to know how long you bleed, Mm -hmm. but what I want to know is how long that menstrual cycle is Mm -hmm. day one to day one. Your period and your menstrual cycle are two different things. Exactly. I mean, they go into each other, but you know, exactly. They're two different things. Um, so we talk about the menstrual cycle almost in four phases if you want to. Um, but I like to kind of think of it that way. So that first phase is the follicular phase and that's day one to day 14. Um, within the follicular phase, you will have your period, which is usually day one to day five or so. That's what I would call actual bleeding. That's menstruation. But the follicular phase is day one to 14. And then after that, you're going to have ovulation. But the second half of your cycle technically is then day 15 to day 28. These are not set in stone. If you have a cycle anywhere from about 21 to 35 days, we're going to say, eh, that's, that's okay. Maybe 24 to 35. If it, it's going to vary a little bit, it doesn't have to be spot on, but that's kind of how we talk about it. So the follicular phase is really when you are building that follicle, the estrogen's building, the testosterone's building, and you're getting ready to, to release an egg from the ovary. That's what the follicular phase is all about. Then there's the ovulation when LH surges and you get this follicle that 
bursts out of the ovary. (laughs) We'll talk about when you're, when you're bursting a a follicle, it feels pretty good, actually. I mean, you might Mm -hmm. actually feel it. Um, And then the luteal phase is when progesterone starts to take a really big role and estrogen and testosterone kind of deplete. And you can think of your luteal phase as that progesterone progesterone time or progesterone. In other words, we're progenerating. We're we're building the lining of the uterus just in case that little follicle mm-hmm. becomes a fertilized <laughs> egg. Um, and then of course, if it doesn't, uh, progesterone will drop, estrogen will drop, everything drops, and you shed your uterine lining and now you have menstruation. So this was a very, very, very fast look at what those phases are. So now let's talk a little bit about how, how does sinking fit into that? And what's one of the first things that you noticed about sinking? If you were, when, and when you were in your research, Hannah, what was, what are some of the first things you noticed or learned about? Um, one of the big things was, uh, the energy and mood that you have Mm -hmm. during all four phases. So it's sometimes life is hectic. It's hard to kind of figure out where some of the feelings are coming from, Mm -hmm. but once I started digging a little bit deeper, I'm like, oh, I mean, there is a reasonable explanation why I'm so, you know, lethargic at certain points mm-hmm. or feeling a little more sprightly and like, oh, I have energy all of a sudden. Like, I just started looking at that and going, huh, maybe that has something to do with my cycle. And I'm someone who gets like really bad, like PMS and PMDD and things like that. So mm-hmm. I, that also prompted me to kind of start looking yeah. at that and going, okay. Yeah. These hormones are doing more than I thought they were. <laughs> they are doing more than they thought you were. They were. Um, our hormones are our vitality. Mm-hmm. I mean, they literally govern our world, and they are super important. Without them, um, we we lose our vitality. And just ask any perimenopausal or menopausal woman what it's like to be without that estrogen mm-hmm. or without that progesterone or without that testosterone. So I will tell you, um, you, you notice it when it's gone, basically. Oh, and gosh. when it's here, <laughs> you want to take advantage of it. Mm-hmm. And getting to know it is is obviously the second step. Track your cycle. Getting to know how it feels is the second step. Mm-hmm. So if you begin to kind of break up or look at your cycle in these four phases, there's a few things I think we should pay attention to. And maybe the first one is revisit exactly which hormones are playing, what, what's the role of these hormones? Cause that yeah. matters. Yeah. Um, and then secondly, you know, what you, what should you be doing in terms of maybe exercise? Like what should be going on? Mm-hmm. What should you be doing in terms of, of nutrition? And then maybe what's the most ad, ad, advantageous way to spend your day? In other yeah, words, absolutely. what should you be doing at work? What should you be doing in your social life and, and how that's going to benefit you utilizing the strength of the hormones at that time. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So let's talk about when it's like when you're on your period. Mm. <laughs> like my actual period. So so you're actually bleeding. That is yes. Um, first day, rough. Mm-hmm. You know, typical. It's usually, yeah, that's the day where it's like take a little nap on the couch, yep. eat a cozy food, mm-hmm. and just 
relax mm-hmm. because you're not going to feel up to doing much that day. I think most women can attest to that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, absolutely. If you, if you have like a, a terrible, super heavy, heavy period, a heavy bleed, that's an, probably another conversation for another podcast. But mm-hmm. in a typical phase, you're going to start slow bleed. And then day two, day three, it's pretty dang heavy. Mm-hmm. You're, you're trying to expel a lining of your uterus. You are working on this. And the best thing you can do for your body is just let it happen, mm-hmm. right? So if you create more stress in your life, you're going to increase inflammation and you're going to make the pain worse, yeah. essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, if you try to shove your body full of foods that are are cold and yucky, trust me, blood in Chinese, in Chinese medicine is cold. You have a lot of cold going on. We need to warm your body. Think about how it feels good to put a heating pad Ugh, on your yes. abdomen, right? Mm-hmm. When you are menstruating. So um, think about putting that warm food into your body. So think about like when you have low iron, you're really cold. It's yeah. like, and you're yes. losing blood. So exactly. you're like, you know, you're cold, you're shivering. Yes. And that's a, that's a perfect point too. You're losing blood and your iron is dipping. Even if mm-hmm. you have a, a super storage, like low iron, yes, chronically which is low iron. super common, more common than people know. And if you already have low iron or have challenges with keeping your iron up, this is going to be a very difficult time for you. If you have the ability to keep your iron at at good levels, then this will still be challenging. So either way, the foods we're going to choose are going to warm our body. Mm -hmm. So you can do soups, stews, whatever. Um, And stew would be great. Why? Because a lot of it, there's beef in there. Yes. And even yep. if you don't eat meat, that's fine. But we need to get as many iron sources as we can. Make a nice like bean soup. Yes. Yeah. Bean with soup spinach. Would be great. Like wilted spinach. Yes. Sounds mm. yummy. Yeah. And, and then you have leftovers too. And obviously when you're on your period, you're like tired and you really don't feel like cooking. Mm-hmm. So make a big pot of soup, have it ready to go. Yeah. And you're set. Yeah. I love it. That's perfect. And if you, you know, when you're talking about nutrients, magnesium. Why do you need magnesium? I love magnesium because magnesium Mm -hmm. relaxes your muscles. Hello. And you're cramping. Mm -hmm. So anything with magnesium, which if you're looking at seed cycling, this is when we start to introduce your flax seed and your pumpkin seed, which begins to modulate your estrogen, but there's also magnesium in those seeds. So magnesium is in beans. So you can see where we find the foods that are appropriate. And in terms of exercise, should you go hardcore when you're bleeding like crazy? No. I'm going to say no. (laughs) I'm going to say you're not going to want to do that. I don't think so. (laughs) I don't think we're going to go hardcore at this point. You're going to want to do like some maybe like nice gentle yoga. Mm -hmm. You know, go get a massage. Yeah. Go somewhere you can relax. Yeah. And or take a nice walk outside Mm -hmm. that's relaxing. Take your dog for a nice relaxing, lazy walk, comfortable walk. There you go. Just anything. Sweatpants. Sweatpants. (laughs) Yes. Something stretchy. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And just a little PSA for that whole, you know, one of the trends with the, the, just the free bleeding and all that. I'm not going to really talk about that, but Mm -hmm. I will say, um, when you need to use some form of hygiene, obviously inserting anything is going to create more cramping. So 
think about that. Yeah. So um, you recommend like on your first day of your period, it's probably not the best idea to use like a tampon. Right. It's better to use a cup or pads. Or, or just use one of those like big diaper pads. Yeah. Anything. <laughs> Who cares? We've all used them. <laughs> and put your sweatpants Unfortunately, on. Unfortunately, we've all used them. Watch your favorite Netflix show. <laughs> That's why you're going to be chilling at home because exactly. <laughs> yeah, you're not going to want to go out feeling like you're wearing a diaper. Exactly. So, <laughs> so we finished with our uh, menstrual cycle and we're, we're solid into our follicular phase at this point, which means that estrogen and testosterone are beginning to take their rise. Our follicle is preparing to be launched, um, hoping to get fertilized or not. (laughs) Um, And so now we are barreling into that follicular phase. We can begin now to move more. We are feeling better. We're not cramping anymore. Um, We can feel like we want to bring in more protein into our life. I mean, how do you feel once you're finally done with all that? Would you say this is the part of your cycle where you have way more energy? Like after? Yeah. Yes. I would like say, your follicular? Mm-hmm. I would say at this point, you're starting to build your up your energy. Because when we get to ovulation, there's going to be some really cool stuff happening. Yeah. So you're building here because yeah. you've got estrogen and testosterone starting to build. Yes. And that's like, it always feels so good when you get off the period and mm-hmm. then you're like, just totally de-bloated. Yes. You don't have all that stuff going on. Yes. Not like, oh. Yeah. 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 All the prostaglandins are out. You don't, you know, more inflammation. Yeah. <laughs> like I feel like a normal human right yeah. now. And keep in mind, if your testosterone's rising, your ability to build muscles really great here. Mm-hmm. So that's the other reason that you're going to want to do some strength training. Yeah. This is the time you can increase your cardio, you can increase your strength training, increase your protein because protein's going to help build, be that building block for muscles. Mm-hmm. So eggs or um, you can do your meat protein sources. You can do the bean protein sources. Um, all of that is a good, this is a good time for that. Veggies are, it's always a good time for that, especially in the terms of the carbohydrate veggies. It's still a good good time for that. Um, the other thing is socializing becomes a lot better now, Mm -hmm. right? Oh my God. Yeah, totally. (laughs) And I've I've read that this is like, that's like the phase where your creativity spikes Mm -hmm. and you just feel like lighter, you know? Yeah. Yep. More social, happier. You're like, at work, it's time to plan. It's time to brainstorm. It's time to just kind of move along. So mm-hmm. it feels very freeing. Yes, I think. totally. When we talk about seed cycling, you're still going to be using flaxseed and pumpkin seed in this stage. You're still in that follicular phase. Mm-hmm. And those modulate estrogen. Uh, sometimes estrogen gets a little cray crazy here, but typically it doesn't. But those two seeds, flax and pumpkin, they are phytoestrogenic, which means they're going to kind of just balance the estrogen. They're going to keep estrogen in check. Keep it in check. (laughs) Everybody's happy. (laughs) And we are going to be flying into our next phase that's really only a couple of days long. The ovulation. Yes. Yes. (laughs) We love this phase. (laughs) If you're a woman, this is your time. This is your time. You've got a couple of amazing days where LH is surging. You've got a big surge of estrogen and a big surge of testosterone and you can conquer the world. Mm -hmm. Um, You will lift, you can lift heavier weights. You can move mountains at work, you want to socialize till all hours of the night, and it's okay. Take advantage of it. This is good. Um, 
the it's when you definitely are in, more interested in sex, which is fantastic. Yeah, this is like that um, this evolutionary, <laughs> like, yeah. you know, way back when, when we were just procreating. Mm-hmm. It's like, this is when you're like, I'm ready to go. Yep, that is. You're just like, want the energy, you're ready. Because during ovulation, obviously, this is when conception happens. Mm-hmm. So... That's why we want to puff up our feathers and we, this is how we feel Mm -hmm. and take advantage of it. Obviously, if you're thinking, oh, this is a great time to have sex, you might want to use protection because this is definitely when it's going to happen. Yeah. (laughs) And make sure you're um, tracking your cycle so that you you know, know. (laughs) all you have to do is open your app and it'll be like very high chance of getting pregnant right now. Be careful. This is the time. But when it comes to, obviously, you're going to exercise. That's the big cardio time, the heavy weight time. But I think what's really important is um, the cruciferous vegetables kind of come into play here. Mm -hmm. The reason is because testosterone is really flying high and we like it. But it sometimes can kind of shuffle out into creating a little too much estrogen for us or can also shuffle into some testosterone that we don't love, a form of DHT. It's called DHT. So it causes the hair growth on the face and the hair loss on the head, things like that. Mm -hmm. So cruciferous vegetables keep that in check. So this is a good time to do that, to be honest. Especially for my PCOS girls out there. Mm -hmm. Your cruciferous vegetables. Yeah, we love our cruciferous yeah. veggies. We think that's fantastic. <laughs> so socialize, do big things, love it, enjoy it. Um, fatty fishes are good at this time too. And so segueing into the luteal phase, this is where you're going to switch your seeds too. So on day 15, which is about when ovulation happens, and this is again, just an average number, but about when it happens, that's when you're going to switch your seeds over to the sunflower and sesame seeds, because those seeds are going to create progesterone in the body better. It's also going to bring about more B6. And some of those things are going to help launch us into that luteal phase, um, which is our next phase. Yeah. Yeah. And this one, this is the one like where you're kind of PMSing. Yeah. Feeling kind of if it's going to hit the fan, it's going to yeah. hit the fan here. I know that's what you wanted to say. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> that's kind of what I wanted to say. This is usually the rough one. This is rough. The this rough is phase. So this is the phase that I see people in my office for. They're like, I, I can make it until like the beginning of week three. And then I'm like, it's a mess. It's just a mess. The mm-hmm. week before my period, I get depressed. I get anxious. Yeah. Um, I can't sleep. I get hot. Um... I am, I cry, I have breast tenderness. It's just the whole thing. Like it's a mess. I hate it. Mm -hmm. The problem or the challenge with the luteal phase is that at this time, we just peaked out our estrogen and testosterone. Mm -hmm. It was amazing, right? And now we want them to start coming down and they should come down and progesterone now should take over. It should be the show, the whole show. And for many of us, estrogen stays high. Even testosterone can stay high. Progesterone does not take the front seat. Instead, it stays low. This flips things around and we get what might be called estrogen dominance. Mm -hmm. And now we feel weepy. Now we have Mm. breast tenderness. And now all this is happening because progesterone forgot to do its job. It will most often happen in in the menstruating women because, well, progesterone is 
highly linked into the adrenal glands and your cortisol. And if you're under stress and you don't have enough, your adrenal glands are just shot and you need more cortisol, <laughs> they're going to go looking for progesterone because progesterone can actually convert into cortisol in your body. Yeah. So when you're stressed, you're losing progesterone. So in you're the luteal phase, it it's, yeah, it's, <laughs> which a lot of us are stressed and that, all right. and then that happens. So. I know 100%. So your proliferation stage of creating mm-hmm. a lot of lining is not not happening and your estrogen's just running wacko. So the sesame seeds and the sunflower seeds in this stage are really important, but if things are going fine and if your estrogen's declining like it's supposed to and your progesterone's coming up like it's supposed to, there's still good things you can do in this phase. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you found any pearls that you read about. Well, this big one... Um with like productivity is a huge Mm -hmm. one. So Mm -hmm. you're not, you're feeling irritable. You're Mm -hmm. feeling kind of like womp womp a little bit. Um, From what I've found, it says during this time, really try not to schedule anything. Try Mm -hmm. not to schedule anything for yourself during Mm -hmm. this time. Just relax (laughs) because you're not going to be up to it. (laughs) Yeah. If you're feeling like you're a little too emotional or a little too irritable. It's not definitely not a good time to be making some big, big decisions, I'd say. Yeah. And I would say luteal, the luteal phase is almost like it can be divided into two. So you're looking at the the third week and then the fourth week, that third Mm -hmm. week right after ovulation is a good time to kind of move into strength training, moderate exercise, kind of getting still, still moving your body a bit. Mm -hmm. But then that fourth time, that fourth week, it's more of a yoga time, Pilates time, like you're saying, yeah, not making a lot of big decisions, maybe finishing up some tasks, but getting ready for self care time. And yeah, and taking care of your mental health is a big one Mm -hmm. on this one. Mm Because, you know, if you are a person that gets like really intense PMS, like, as a doctor, would you say like, a, that's normal, you know, it's normal, because yeah. your hormones are doing their thing, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, when it starts to become abnormal, when you have that like PMDD, yeah, you know, it's important to kind of, and journaling is a huge thing you can do during like your cycle. I love too. that. Yeah, especially during this time, because mm-hmm. that's how I figured out that I was having like some major mood changes mm-hmm. during this time were really depressed, mm-hmm. like, anxiety. And I'm like, Oh, well, this is the phase of my period where, or my menstrual cycle. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we all do it. Yeah. Where, um, that happens, yeah. you know, it is, it's definitely the phase. And I would say everybody does experience it. It's manageable. And when you talk about cycle syncing and what we're talking about today, by taking some of the advice and some of the pointers we're talking about in this luteal phase, it can make it better. Mm-hmm. It can. Yeah. Because, for instance, this, the sesame seeds and the sunflower seeds that we recommend in the luteal phase, they have B6 in it. B6 is super important for your mental health. Mm-hmm. Um, totally. And that's another reason seeds are good. Yeah. And there's also some fatty acids in there. Fatty acids, mm-hmm. fats in general, calm you down. So when we talk about eating we talk about, you know, eating the turkey, eating, which is very calming. Turkey is going to create a little bit more serotonin in your life mm-hmm. because how it's the amino acids are broken down from that. Uh, beef can do the same thing, but really those healthy fats is a good time for that as well. 
And always it's going to be a good time for some veggies and those things lightening up your load. Yeah. So, Would you recommend like during this time? Because I've read like taking like mood boosting supplements and mm-hmm. stuff during mm-hmm. this time. Like what about GABA, GABA yeast, something mm-hmm. like that? Yeah, definitely. Some of those supplements that we carry in our office are going to be good. But the, the general ingredients are GABA, mm-hmm. which is good for calming. L-theanine, which is an amino acid, mm-hmm. good for calming. Um, certainly your B vitamins, anything that helps with serotonin, like 5-HTP mm-hmm. is, is yeah. a really good thing to be taking at this time. All the St. John's wort, be careful. Don't St. John's wort is not good with, um, oral contraceptives. So just keep that in mind. That's a little PSA for that. Yeah. But, um, and, and also on oral contraceptives for just a moment, when you're taking a birth control pill, it pretty much shuts your hormones down. So not to get into that at this point, but you, you probably don't experience the ups and downs because you're not, your hormones are shut down. Mm -hmm. You've got that on purpose, stopping ovulation. Mm -hmm. So you're not going to experience a lot of this, but you can still, you know, kind of take the advice and follow along and, and do what you can. But, um, anyway, St. John's wort is really helpful for when you're feeling down. And then, you know, sleep can be a problem in this phase too. Sometimes people find it hard to sleep or they get really hot um, because towards the end of the luteal phase, everything's going to drop off. And that's that estrogen too. The estrogen drops off completely. Because your progesterone's low and your, does your progesterone make you sleepy when you've got it? Like when, when it's at a healthy level? Yeah. When progesterone is at a healthy level... It helps calm you down. Mm-hmm. It helps with your sleep cycles. Um, it's just a very, like, I think of progesterone as like a lullaby. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> it's just very calming. So like that's a gentle low. breeze. Estrogen's low. Yeah. It's yeah. like you're like, you're hot, you're anxious, you yeah. can't sleep. It can <laughs> Tossing, be terrible. turning, sweating. Yeah, exactly. Angry. So, yeah. So that's a clue that you've had a major drop off mm-hmm. and coming into that last day or two before your cycle. Yeah. Part of that's normal and it's going to happen. But I think doing some of the things we've been talking about today might be able to smooth that out a little, would smooth that out a little bit, especially mm-hmm. the seeds Oh yeah, you know, that we've talked yeah, about definitely. in the past. So anyway, I, I think that one of the most important takeaways of talking about cycle syncing or eating and eating and exercise and lifestyle for your, for your menstrual cycle is, you know, first of all, getting to know your cycle and tracking it. And second of all, just make being intuitive to your own needs, Mm -hmm. understanding how you feel. I love your, um, advice for journaling. I think that's amazing. Um, and appreciating your hormones when you have them. I mean, take it from this girl. It doesn't, I have to replace mine now. Mm -hmm. And even when you and especially when you're perimenopausal, because by the time you become perimenopausal, you'll understand, oh my gosh, I'm so hot. That must be my estrogen is low yeah. and I can help Having that. that education, it really empowers yeah. you. It really, really does. Mm-hmm. And I'm by no means an expert. I'm so lucky that I have naturopaths at my disposal for any of my questions. <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> um, yeah, I love it. Yeah. Just having that empowerment and, you know, periods aren't gross. Mm-mm. Menstruation's not gross. It's not embarrassing. It's nothing to be ashamed of. Like I'm absolutely one of those people that was super embarrassed, like mm-hmm. right in the face, almost in tears. Anytime someone would bring up my period, I'd yeah. be like, 
I don't want to talk about it. Like, mm-hmm. it's so embarrassing. And mm-hmm. now I'm like, I just want to know all about it. And, you know, in high school, I, like most women, received a very vague hormonal imbalance. Yeah. Which I was hospitalized for, oh for my blood gosh. transfusions. Oh, yeah. And never had any answers, Mm-mm. nothing, and have just continuously had issue after issue with cysts and whatnot and Mm -hmm. finally at 28 years old I figured out it was PCOS Mm -hmm. and now that just kind of set me on a journey of like I want to know more about this Mm -hmm. I want to learn more about my body and take care of myself figure out what supplements I need and what I can be eating Mm -hmm. you know because diet is huge with nutrients oh yeah oh yeah 100% and I think that's a really good um, segue into our one of our coming up podcasts is wh- where we will take a deep dive into PCOS oh, yes. or polycystic ovarian syndrome, which is when these hormones are definitely off mm-hmm. and all the things we can do to help that and, and make life better and be able to use your hormones to their fullest because mm-hmm. they, again, they are your vitality. And as a female, I think menstruation is amazing. It's the opportunity and it's the opportunity every month to create a life. I know. Every month you have that option. And and not a lot of girls are taught that, you know, in sex education, it's so vague. Mm -hmm. They just like gloss over it. And it's like, there's so much more we could be teaching girls Mm -hmm. about their periods and their menstrual cycles, you know, but we just don't have that education. But luckily we're moving into more of a period positive, you know, Place. movement yeah <laughs> period so, positive place yes, i love that love the alliteration <laughs> i know but yeah it's it's exciting that younger girls are getting more comfortable and confident uh talking about their bodies yeah it's totally natural and it it's is. awesome like you said it's like what we're capable of is kind of amazing it is it's awesome well thank you for your deep dive yourself hannah <laughs> And bringing it to my attention. Yes. Because I uh, I love all things hormones. And we've only scratched the surface. Exactly. Go do your research because there's so much out there on this. So many books. And, and, and check out my, our friends, um, Funkit Wellness web- website. Check out their mm-hmm. Instagram page. Yes. We love them. We I did a podcast with Kate. You guys can look up that last episode. But she started that business. It's run by all by women and talks about seed cycling. And they have great and funny yes posts. it's amazing <laughs> i love her posts yeah. and she did a ted talk too yeah all about like period positivity and like learning about your menstrual cycle so highly recommend that as well yep just a little plug for them yes <laughs> <laughs> and we will see you next time when we're talking about pcos and anything else that has to do with hormones perimenopause menopause and just being the best version of you thanks for listening